Welcome to This is the Day with Pastor Wade Scarborough. It is our prayer that something is said or done to make your walk through this journey called life a little lighter and brighter. You can follow Pastor Wade at Real Pastor Wade on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. He looks forward to walking with you on this journey together to breakthrough, victory, redemption. Pastor Wade is anointed and experienced in multiple areas of life. God uses him to have us look at our challenges in ways we may never have seen before. Now the moment we've all been waiting for, Pastor Wade Scarborough. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to This is the Day with Pastor Wade Scarborough. It is an honor and privilege that you have taken the time out of your life to walk with me on this journey we call life. For those joining us for the very first time, let me just welcome you and let you know what this show is all about. Here at This Is The Day, we talk about or discuss or just have a conversation, as we like to say, about various topics uh, that are not talked about in church, that are not talked about on the radio, on television, in depth, or at a Bible study, or on Sunday over the pulpit, or mostly people are just shut down from talking about altogether because of the sensitive nature of the subject. But all of us, no matter what we think, feel or believe without judgment here and not made to feel like your feelings or opinion are not valid on this today with pastor Wade. let's have a conversation about relationships yeah 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 everything begins and ends with relationship whether it be personal or romantic or business or spiritual everything begins with relationship even the so-called self-made millionaire which by the way there is no such thing because you still need customers. You're gonna have to have a relationship with people somewhere, shape or form, even for the self-made millionaire. No matter what field you're in, whether you're single, where you're married, whether you're in a relationship or not, you will have to form some kind of relationship to get from where you are to where you wanna be. Now, we are all created to be in relationship or in connection with other people. If you ever wanted to know or gauge where you are in your life, start evaluating yourself, start grading the quality of your relationships. We will talk about 10 principles of a successful relationship with this series. We will talk about the how-tos and what to do's, uh, the rules of engagement of a relationship, if you will. After this series, you'll have a clear uh, understanding of the one, two, threes of how to have a healthy relationship. Whether it be personal, business, uh, romantic, you'll be able to keep healthy boundaries, uh, have a healthy mindset about relationships to make in your future or to have in your future. There are 10 principles. We will not get through all 10 in one show. This is a four part series. Remember, we interact with each other here on This Is The Day. So make sure you follow me on social media, all platforms, Facebook, Instagram or Twitter at Real Pastor Wade, that's W A I D, with your questions or comments. You all ready? I hope so, because I'm ready. We're about to take flight. And you know, as usual, we got to make sure our seat and tray tables are in the upright position. Let's go. Before we get started, let's, let's ask a couple of questions. And I'm posing this question to you Is every relationship or connection, association, or involvement that you have, Thriving or moving in the right direction? Think about that for a minute. Is every relationship, what is a relationship? A relationship is a connection, an association or involvement. 
So if you look, viewed all your relationships right now, would you consider them thriving and moving in the right direction? Another thing to consider for those that believe in God, and it's okay if you don't believe in God, it's okay. If God was to grade your relationships, the ones that you constructed, built or allowed, would God give you a passing grade on your relationships? Oh, that's a great question. That'll make you examine yourself right there. Would God give you a, a, a passing grade on the relationships you have formed? See, you can't blame uh, any bad relationship on him because you'd be like, you can't say, well, God sent them to me. Well, obviously, if he's doing the grading, he wouldn't send you no bad people. Ah, I guess free will. Well, let's move on. <laughs> so let's get into the first uh, principle. The first principle, number one, of relationship is agreement. Ah, that power of agreement. It is impossible. Remember this. Did you know? It is impossible to walk through life with another unless the celebration of common values is present. I'm reminded of a scripture, Amos 3.3. It says, how can two walk together unless they agree to do so? Listen to me now. In order for you to have any kind of healthy relationship, you're going to have to make sure that the person that you're in relationship with, the business that you're in relationship, whatever the, the, the status of the relationship, whatever kind of relationship it is, you're going to have to make sure there's some common ground. There has to be some agreement. Remember this, the quality of our life is almost completely dependent upon those who we call a friend. Oh boy. Remember what a friend is. A friend is a person uh, that's attached to another by feelings of affection or personal regard. Or, watch this, a person who is on good terms with another. A person who is not hostile. Oh boy, I don't know that I heard somebody feeling right there. Now, you better look at your friends right now. Do you have any friends right now that are hostile? And here's another thing. Friends will either make you bitter or better. That'll make you examine all your relationships right there. If you have people around you in your circle, whether if you're married and your housemate and your husband or spouse, uh, your wife, whoever your, your, your significant other is, if they don't make you better and make you bitter, you may want to reevaluate that a relationship. If they are a hostile or you may be the hostile, you may want to examine yourself and, and maybe want to do something a little different. Remember this, not everyone in your life is placed there by God. Uh-oh. Or remember this, not only by God, but if you don't even believe in God, they're not there by destiny. They are really there by choice. A lot of times people are in our life because we choose them to be there. Not that God sent them, not that the devil sent them, but you chose them. I'm reminded of a scripture uh, in Proverbs 13, 20, it says, he who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. Now, wait a minute. Let's dissect that just for a quick second. It says he who walks with wise men. It didn't say you have to be wise to walk with wise men. It said he who walks. So if you're hanging around or around people that are wise, it says you will be wise. But the companion of fools. Now, if you hang around people that are foolish, you are fool enough to be and you fool enough to be there. Then you're foolish, too. And then you'll be destroyed. 
Here's another one. What about 1 Corinthians 15, 33? It says, do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. Oh, man. Come on now. Let me see. So if I want to eat healthy and I constantly uh, hang around people uh, that want to eat junk food, it, that's not good. Or I'm, I'm just saying... <laughs> You may not want to hang around people that don't have or share the same habits that you do. Now, now does this mean you have to be literal? But no. But if there are, they are being more influential or persuading you more than you are persuading them, if you guys are not helping each other be better, then why continue the relationship? I'm also reminded of a scripture. It says Psalms 1.1. It says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Well, one, it, this basically, this scripture is saying you got to watch who you hang around. So we don't want to watch, walk around or hang around with people uh, that are ungodly, that basically just want to do whatever. Like they have no moral or ethical compass. Uh, you may, and the scornful, the scornful mean those that mock or, or make fun of people all the time. Why would, now I get it. You know, I have friends and, you know, we play at this thing called the dozens and uh, we uh, sometimes we bag on each other or have a good time. We may talk about each other, but it's not to make someone feel bad or at their own detriment. We just do it because that's just something that we do. But some people hang around, uh, uh, have people in their lives that are basically are, are just mean. And why would you want to ever have people like that in your environment? What are your thoughts? I know we said a, a few things here and we're going to get, we're going to go even deeper, but I want you to really think about this question because I really want to know if you were to give your relationships, whether personal, romantic or business, what would your grade be? If you were to grade yourself right now, what kind of grade would you give all your relationships, whether personal, romantic, business? What would you kind of grade would you give yourself? You can answer this question or give your thoughts on my comment section on this is the day Facebook page or post your answers on my Facebook, Instagram or Twitter at Real Pastor Wade. That's W.A.I.D. And make sure you put hashtag this is the day. Remember also to post any subject titles that you would like discussed on this is the day Facebook page. Ladies and gentlemen, it tickles me sometimes. I just get a laugh. I'm not laughing in anybody's face, but it tickles me sometimes when I see uh, people's relationship status on social media. You ever notice this? And it says it's complicated. And my thing is, it's not that maintaining successful relationships are complicated. It is because we do not practice healthy boundaries or have criteria uh, for people to enter or remain in a relationship with us. In this first principle of agreement, there are some things that we may call non-negotiables, uh, some things that you may call boundaries, or these are the rules if we're going to be in a relationship that every relationship should have in some way, shape, or form. When we practice these things in every relationship, you will start seeing healthier, long-lasting, and successful relationships. In this next segment, let's talk about the non-negotiables in the principle of agreement. Here are some non-negotiables. The first thing you want somebody to have, if they're going to be in any kind of relationship with you, if you want a successful one, you don't have to have this, but it's up to you. You can choose. But one of the principles uh, of the agreement is you got to have integrity. 
You want to have people that have integrity in your life. Understand this. Remember this. You must prize integrity above any relationship. I'm reminded of a story in Daniel 3 uh, with, uh, if you read the Bible, uh, it's called Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And what's interesting about these three, they were friends. Matter of fact, they were three, they were ride or die friends. Like, look, we, we homies, we boys, we agree that we believe in the same things. We talk the same way, all of that. Well, what's interesting is their integrity was above really their relationship because here, the king at that time, Nebuchadnezzar, was making everyone bow down to this idol that he built. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego didn't believe in that was God. They believed in the one true God. And so what happens is when it was time for everybody to bow, these three men held their integrity. Now, what is integrity? Integrity is where what you think and what you say line up. So they are integral to each other. So these three guys kept their integrity. They were like, if we're going to be friends, if we're going to be boys, if we're going to be brothers, we got to maintain a high level of integrity. So one of the non-negotiables in any relationship that you have, well, especially business, good God almighty, how much integrity is lacking in business? relationships, whether you're in marriages, personal relationships, how many, don't you find it interesting how a lot of people lack integrity? Second thing, non-negotiable, that should be in any relationship. One, it must be, they have to have a giving attitude. This is number two, but it's two words, giving attitude. First thing, they got to be giving. <sighs> There's nothing worse than a taker in a relationship that always take that never give like this is an interesting thing our society is built on uh this world uh, the relationship is give or take or give and take or uh uh and a relationship is 50 50. well i disagree i beg to differ first of all a relationship is 100 100. that means you bring 100 percent of who you are they bring 100% who, who they are. So everybody is operating at a maximum level. Also, your attitude. Attitude in any relationship is important. Always remember, your attitude will determine your altitude. Whatever your attitude is, if it's a good altitude, attitude, you will go very high. So it will determine your attitude. Have you, your altitude, excuse me. Have you ever been around somebody that has a bad attitude? and you see them going nowhere, that's because their attitude is bad. So why would you have somebody be in a relationship with anyone that doesn't have a giving attitude? Remember this, whatever you make happen for others, God will make happen for you. Or some of you may say the universe will make it happen for you. I say God will make it happen for you. So remember that. They got to have a giving attitude. They got to have integrity. And that giving attitude, you got to remember, whatever you make happen for others, God will make happen for you. I'm reminded of Ephesians 6 and 8. It says, knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord, whether he is slave or free. Another one, Acts 20 and 35. It is more blessed to give than to receive. There's power in giving. 
ladies and gentlemen. There's power in being a giver. There's power just having a giving attitude, even if you don't have it to give. Some of the most uh, awesome people have been those that are willing to give when they don't have to give it. That just makes you when you want to when you get it and they gave to you and you know they didn't have it. That makes you want to make sure they're restored. Oh, let's move on. The third thing and the non-negotiables that should be in every relationship. We got to be committed to the truth, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my goodness. Understand this. The level of commitment to truth determines the level of intimacy that two ever can enjoy in a relationship. Even the Bible says, uh, knowing the, uh, the truth still sets you free. But it's not the truth that sets you free, it's knowing it. There's something about when truth is present in any relationship. whether And it doesn't mean y'all have to agree as far as what the circumstances or whatever the challenge is. But as long as the truth is present, why would you want anybody in your life that could not tell you the truth? How are we ever going to be able to get better if somebody sees something that we may not see in ourselves and they're not able to tell us the truth or not be truthful with us. There has to be a commitment to the truth in every relationship. And that word intimacy means into me, you see. The word int intimacy, into me, you see. That means open, honest, and transparent. You, we have to start practicing having healthy relationships and being intimate. Now I know it's tough. You don't, we don't want to be vulnerable. We don't want people uh, to see our stuff, our shortcomings sometimes, but you know what? We can't get better without each other. We just can't just say, Hey, I'm just going to get better. No, 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 no. Sometimes you're going to need help uh, getting better. Another thing that in a, a healthy relationship, the next one, as far as uh, being uh, the non-negotiables, you got to have a long-term vision or a perspective. Remember this, every relationship is either drawing you closer to or further from God's perfect will for your life. So why would you not have a long-term thinker, a long-term visionary, somebody that thinks beyond tomorrow? You need to have that long-term thinker in your life, not the short-term. The next thing, non-negotiable. In every relationship, this is number five, relentless pursuit of being distinctly different. Oh, yeah. Okay, now. Relentless pursuit of being distinctly different. Remember this. Always surround yourself with those who will take you beyond where you are today. Oh, boy. One of my favorite lines that I like to tell people when I counsel them in relationship. If both of us are the same, one of us is irrelevant. If both of us are the same, one of us is irrelevant. So think about it. Opposites attract. Sometimes uh, you may not want the same person that you are in a relationship. You want somebody that basically brings something to you that you don't have, and you bring something to them that they don't have. So understand this. You got to remember to surround yourself with those who will take you beyond where you are today. Remember, we said you can't get from where you are to where you want to be without somebody. Number six of non-negotiables that every relationship needs. A win-win mentality. Some say a kingdom mentality. 
But you got to have that win-win mentality. You got you to gotta remember this. The kind of requirements you place upon others reveals the kind of person you are. Ooh, good God almighty. So what is that saying, Pastor Wade? I'll tell you. I'm glad you asked. What that means is if you hold yourself to a high standard and hold others to a high standard, then that reveals exactly what kind of person you are. So if you hold keep yourself hold yourself to a high integrity and then your standard for others is a high integrity, that means people go, "Ah, that's a person of integrity right there." So remember, the kind of requirements you place upon others reveals the kind of person you are. I'm reminded of another scripture, Proverbs 13:20. It says, "He who walks with wise men will be wise." But the companion of fools will be destroyed. Here we go again. We said that earlier. Also remember, again, in 1 Corinthians 15, 33, do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. Now, let's get your thoughts. Do you have non-negotiables for yourself? Remember this, if someone wants to be in any kind of relationship with you. Do you have any non-negotiables for them before they can even get in a relationship with you? You can answer this question or give your thoughts in my comment section on This Is The Day Facebook page or post your answers on my Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Real Pastor Wade. That's W-A-I-D. And make sure you put hashtag This Is The Day. Ladies and gentlemen, we covered the principle number one of relationship agreement and having non-negotiables or things that the relationship must have present in order for the relationship to grow. Now let's continue our conversation about principle two. Now, principle two, did you know that principle two of a successful relationship is connecting to greatness? Here's a question for you. How can I get closer to those who are going somewhere? Everybody always looking for the hookup. But they're looking for a hookup, not that they want to get closer because somebody is going somewhere, not because they're admiring where they're going. Sometimes we look at people just because of where they are and be like, well, I want to be there. But we don't know exactly what it took for them to get there. But the good news is you're still trying to connect to greatness. The principle of connection. Remember this. There are unspoken rules both to enter and remain in a relationship. Ah, oh, listen to me now. There are unspoken rules, both to enter and remain in a relationship. You got to understand, ladies and gentlemen, if you're going to be around greatness, if you're going to be connecting to the great, you better understand there are rules to enter that relationship. And then once you've made that connection, once there now, uh, you guys understand you're going in the same direction. Once agreement now is present, now you must understand you have now uh, completed the rules to enter, but there are also in rules to remain in any relationship. Kind of like I tell married couples, when you guys were boyfriend or girlfriend, there were rules uh, to having that boyfriend and girlfriend relationship. Now, if y'all decide to get married, the rules not only are the, still the same, but now more rules have added. The rules now have changed because being married versus boyfriend and girlfriend is a different kind of commitment. So understand this. 
Just because you have now connected to greatness, don't think your job is done. Now you have to remain in that relationship and the rules go to another level. Remember this, you will suffer both consequences and rewards of those closest to you. That means what, Wade? That means your choices affect others. Oh boy. Remember, you will suffer both consequences and rewards of those closest to you. Our choices affect others, ladies and gentlemen. Let me give you an example. The church where I'm a, a pastor of discipleship, uh, I was invited there by not only a mentor, a father figure uh, told me about the church, but what happened is one thing that he said to me, he said, we're going to start this church with my son. And uh, if we start this church, there's one person I got to have. I got to have you. He says, my chips are all in on you. Now, wait a minute, ladies and gentlemen. This is what I'm talking about. When you access the great and being connected to the great, there's rules to enter and remain in a relationship. Here is somebody believing in me. Somebody saying, look, I see the gifts inside of you. I see that you can help. I see that you're somebody of value. So what happens is I accepted the offer. And then our relationship has grown to even another level. But understand this. One thing that we always talk about is, and I tell him all the time, I just not a, a pastor uh, just because I represent the church. I'm just not a pastor because I only represent my family, but also because this person put all of his chips in on me, say, I vouch for you. Him and his wife said, I vouch for this guy. So now the pressure is on me if I do anything outside of what I'm supposed to do. My choices affect them because they put their word, they vouch to me, they put their, their name on the line for me. You got to understand, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to suffer the consequences and the rewards of people closest to us. So we got to keep people around us that value reputation. Your reputation is everything. The people that vouch for you, reputation is everything. I have a, uh, basically, I, I, I am bound to make sure that I walk and keep the character and integrity that not only makes God look good, myself and my family look good, but also him and his wife look good. Also remember in a relationship, if any relationship does not give birth to change, then any future association is unnecessary. Ladies and gentlemen, y'all better listen to me now. If any relationship does not give birth to change, then why keep the same relationship? Have you ever heard a married couple that's been together for years and years say, I love you more today than I did when I first met you? Well, what happens is, both parties had changed. Both parties have gained experience with each other and now have grown together. So what happens is if your relationship that you had when you, when you first met, whether it be business, personal, romantic, if that relationship is still the same 20 years later, if it's still the same five years later, if it's still the same after two years of being together, of knowing each other, 
why keep the same association? Why keep the same relationship? Now, am I telling you to dump all your relationships that haven't changed? No, I'm just giving you some tools uh, to help you work out to having more successful, healthier relationships. Oh boy, somebody upset with me now. But let's keep going. Understand this, never allow the invitation to intimacy, remember, into me, you see, to ever be destroyed by the contempt of familiarity. I'll say that again. Never allow the invitation of intimacy into me, you see, when somebody lets you in, to ever be destroyed by the contempt of familiarity. You ever heard familiarity breeds contempt? Or when we get too familiar to each other, uh, sometimes we forget our place in a relationship or who they are to us in a relationship. Let me read you a quick story real quick from uh, Ruth, the third chapter, one through five. And let me explain what I'm saying. And I'll start in the first verse. And it says, then uh, Naomi, her mother-in-law, said to her, my daughter. So she's talking to Ruth, my daughter, and also her stepsister, Oprah. My daughter, shall I not seek security for you, that it may be well with you? Now Boaz, whose young women you, you were with, is he not our relative? In fact, he is winnowing barley uh, tonight at the threshing floor. Therefore, wash yourself. He's, she's giving her instructions now, giving Ruth instructions. Therefore, wash yourself, anoint yourself, Put on your best garment. Wait a minute. Here's a here's a mother-in-law schooling her 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 daughter-in-law and letting her know how to uh, basically win this man over. She said, therefore, wash yourself and anoint yourself and put on your best garment and go down to the threshing floor. But do not make yourself known to the man until he has finished eating and drinking. Then it shall be. When he lies down, that you shall notice the place where he lies and you shall go in, uncover his feet and lie down. And he will tell you what you should do. And she said to her, here we go. Watch this. All that you say to me, I will do. Ladies and gentlemen, connecting to the great. Here is a daughter-in-law listening to her mother-in-law who basically said, I'm going to stay with you and I'm not going to go and I'm never going to leave your side. The mother-in-law is like, hey, look, I have no more sons for you to marry. I have, I'm past that bearing age. No, I, there's nothing I can do. And then she says, I'm going to stay with you. So the mother-in-law says, fine. The mother-in-law sees that Boaz is available. The mo mother sees that Boaz is a baller. The mother sees that Boaz could be the next, could be the perfect man for her. So here is this mother, the great taking on her daughter-in-law to see if she will listen. And Ruth ended up listening. Remember this, only when I have properly postured myself, am I able to truly give or receive in a relationship. My God, because Ruth postured herself properly, because she wasn't looking at her mother-in-law, oh, this is just some old woman. Because Ruth looked at her as somebody that had wisdom and understanding, she would listen and end up, if you read the rest of the story, end up being Boaz's wife. Understand this. There's going to be three types of people in your life. Ah, if you don't listen to me on anything else on this show, listen to me on this. You're going to have three people in your life. The first kind of person you're going to have is the yesterday person. That are Those people are people who are always talking about the past and holding you there. 
Okay, okay. Somebody just nodded their head right there. Somebody just say, yep. I bet you right now, somebody right now is listening right now to this and going, oh my God. Somebody close to me is a yesterday person. I guarantee you. Somebody in their life right now has somebody that is holding them in their past, still in their yesterday. Remember when you was doing this, you was like this? Oh boy. Second person that's going to be in our life that you have to watch out for is the today person. And here's the thing about today person. Now that sounds beautiful, doesn't it? But listen, it is. This is what a today person is. People that accept you for who you are today, but usually won't allow you (laughs) or get upset when God promotes you in front of them. So the today people said, cool, fine. I see who you are. I get it. But then if you're elevated in some kind of way, you ever had that friend to where uh, you start making more money than them or you get a promotion or you get recognition or fame that uh, they don't get and they end up hating on you? Uh-oh, did I mess? I, did I say something wrong? Do you ever have that person that basically when you get elevated or you put your work in and now it's your time, now the next thing they want to do is now they're unaccepting of where now you're elevated because they're trying to hold you where you are and won't let you grow. But here's the third person that you want in your life. You want that tomorrow person in your life. And what is the tomorrow person? The tomorrow person is people that are going somewhere. You want friends, family, business partners, whatever. You want people around you that are going somewhere. Look, I grew up in the hood. I know. Look, I like driving through the hood from time to time where I grew up. Some of my old stomping grounds. I get it. I love it. So, look, I'll take the long route home just to drive through the hood sometimes just to see what people are doing, where people are at. I see some of the same people in the same place. And I'm glad I don't see them with the same clothes on. My goodness. But they still stuck in yesterday. Some of them are today people but haven't moved on. But I only want tomorrow people that are going somewhere in my life. You should want tomorrow people in your life. There's a, when I was a, I ran a financial company. Uh, One of my mentors uh, said that you're only going to make, as far as money, you're only going to make 10% more of the center of your influence of the people you hang around. Now I said, whoa, wait a minute. Because what they were saying were, look, you need people, like I've already made six figures in a year. So my next goal is to make seven figures in a year. So I get it. I already know how to make six figures. So now in order to make seven, I need to hang around multimillionaires. I need to have access or connection to great people that are multimillionaires. Do you know just in my phone alone, I have at least about 37 figure or more earners in my phone that I can pick up and call and connect to, get advice from, uh, uh, get leadership from, mentorship from accessing that great or connecting to greatness. 
You got to understand, these are tomorrow people. So if I want to go to the next level, especially in ministry, even though I'm the pastor of discipleship at, at my church, my pastor believes in me. He also is a great man at the same time. Then he has access to other great men and women. So what happens is, as he elevates, he pulls me up, pulls the other pastors, pulls the other ministers, pulls the other church up with him. Tomorrow people. He is a tomorrow person. So therefore, I want to stay in proximity, close proximity of a tomorrow person. You should too. Let me give you 10 keys to staying connected to the great. Understand this. You can either be a protege, which, can, which means you can be the next. You be the next great whatever. Or you can be the prodigal. And the prodigal means a recklessly extravagant. Now, I know some of us on here are listening. Uh, some of us, you've been living like a prodigal, just recklessly extravagant. Just be, you're doing it just because. What's that new, what's the word the kids say? YOLO, I only live once, you only live once? Well, that's what a lot of people are doing instead of being a protege, having mentorship, staying connected to the great. Understand this, let me read you uh, Ruth 1, 14 through 16. It says, then they lifted up their voices and wept again. And Oprah kissed her mother-in-law. Now, this is where Naomi is uh, sitting, trying to send Ruth and Oprah away from her. She's the mother-in-law because the, their sons, their husbands have died. So then Ruth clung to her. And she said, look, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, entreat me not to leave or to turn back from the following after you. For wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God shall be my God. Good God Almighty. Here is a daughter-in-law being a protege, being the next. Say, hey, look, there is something about you. There is something great about you. There is something inside of you that I need to stay closely connected to who you are. And wherever you go, I go. This is what happens. Let me give you some 10 keys right here. First thing, you got to have pursuit. You will never possess that which you are willing to pursue. Good God Almighty. You better understand this, ladies and gentlemen. You got to have pursuit. You'll never possess that which you are unwilling to pursue. Next thing, respect. Understand this. Respect is magnetic. It will attract people while disrespect repel people. You ever been hang around a disrespectful person? Woo! That just made me tired right there. Just thinking about that. I just can't stand disrespectful people, especially children that are disrespectful to their parents or people that disrespect their elders. Just disrespect, period. Look, that disrespect repels people. That, and also, usually disrespect is connected to attitude. Remember we talked about that earlier? Your attitude would determine your altitude. So you got to be in pursuit. You got to have respect. Third thing, honor. Honor is the gate through which all godly relationships enter. So look, even if you don't believe in God. Okay, so let's just interchange that godly word for successful. So honor is the gate through which all successful relationships enter. You got to honor the people that are the great. 
You got to honor people that are your tomorrow people. You have to honor those people. The people that are where you're trying to get to, you need to show honor to them. You need to show respect to them. These, just in any relationship, make sure you honor each other. Next thing, attitude. Oh boy. The greatest power that gratitude possesses is in its inability to remain hidden. Let me say that again, because somebody this is going to help somebody. This is going to free somebody today. This is what your attitude does. The greatest power that gratitude, you know, when somebody is grateful, possesses is in its inability to remain hidden. Have you ever seen somebody that's grateful? They cannot hide that they're grateful. Gratitude cannot hide itself. When somebody is grateful, it just shows. But you know what? The gratitude is corrected, connected to their attitude. Why wouldn't you want people around you that have a great attitude and grateful? <sighs> Next thing, attention. This is number five, attention. A true servant gladly abandons all personal pleasure in order to become a tool in the hand of the one he or she serves. Now, let me just help somebody. Somebody said, well, I thought this was about relationships. Well, it is. In any relationship, whether it be a marriage, whether it be business, personal, you should be there to serve the relationship. Not necessarily serving a person, you're serving the relationship. These are things that you want to make sure you have as well. And then if you have these things, the, make sure the other person has them. And if both people operate the same way, what kind of relationship you have? This is why marriages don't work, because the two people think they're serving each other. They're not. They're serving the marriage. So what happens is if you serve the marriage, then the beneficiaries of that are the two people that are in the marriage. Oh, boy. Let's move on. The next thing, understand this. Remember this. Did you know immediate attention to detail will get you the attention of the one you seek to please? Let me say that again. An immediate attention to detail will get you the attention of the one you seek to please. Understand this. Whoever you're trying to seek to please, if you pay attention to detail, you're going to get their attention. Always remember, it's always in the details. Next thing, number six, you got to be a gift. Oh, boy. Can we all just be a gift to somebody? And the gift is your seed and your skill. So the seed you sow today will determine the harvest you reap tomorrow. So listen to me. That's why your the attitude that you have, the respect you have for somebody, those are seeds that you're planting. The, when you when you have tomorrow people in your life, in your life, you're always planting seeds. Well, the gift that you are, your skill is your seed. Whatever you bring to the table, whatever you do to even make their life better, not bitter, whatever you have that takes their life as well as your own to the next level, that is your gift. Remember, you got to sow it responsibly. So remember, the seeds you sow today will determine the harvest you reap tomorrow. Remember we talked about uh, the prodigal son or the prodigal? What prodigal means is reckless, extra, uh, recklessly extravagant. So a prodigal wants to exploit the mentor's gifts and skills to become great. So all they want to do is just, hey, I just want to suck up and soak up everything that you have so I can be great and surpass you. 
Well, this is what the protege does, the protege mentality. When you're connecting to the great, the protege wants to develop his or her gifts and skills to the end that his mentor would become great. Ah, that's a whole different kind of mentality right there. So the prodigal is doing it for their own benefit so they can get the glory. The protege is doing it not only for themselves, but so their mentor can get the glory. Woo, my goodness. What kind of relationship would that if you were around people and not only were you trying to uh, better yourself, not only for you, but the reason why you're bettering yourself is so they could become great. Ah, yes. Number seven, and we're almost done. Obedience. The crown of a man's character and purpose is born the moment he realizes his duty is to obey. Obedience, the crown of a man's character and purpose is born the moment he real he or she realizes his duty is to obey. Now, let me break that down for somebody right there. Somebody said, what do you mean obey? Well, I got to obey in a relationship. No, understand what I'm saying. We're talking about connecting to the great. We already talked about the principle of agreement. Now we're talking about principle of uh, number two is connecting to the great. Well, if you're going to connect, uh, connect to the great, well, they're going to have some, remember we talked about there's rules to enter and remain in a relationship. Well, if there's rules to enter and remain in a relationship, you're going to have to obey those rules. Just like you want somebody to obey your rules. So understand this, the crown of a man's character and purpose is born the moment he realizes, he or she realizes his or her duty is to obey. You got to obey the rules that have been set to remain in that relationship if you're going to stay connected to the great. Remember this, people don't believe what they tell you, they believe what they do. Uh-oh, uh-oh. People don't believe what you tell them. They only believe what you do. So they only look at your feet, not what you say. Look, a lot of us can talk a great game, but it's really about action, seeing what your feet do. The prodigal, you remember the recklessly extravagant one, wants the mentor to embrace and approve the decisions that he or she makes. Whereas the protege, which is the next, wants to make the decisions that are recommended by the mentor. Two totally different ways of thinking. So if you're that one, hey, look, you just want your mentor to validate your decisions. That's not it. What you want as a protege, when you're staying connected to the great in your relationships, you want to make sure that your decisions are recommended by the mentor. Number eight. You got to have a desire to please. People always gravitate toward the person who is trying to please them. The prodigal concentrate on surpassing the mentor. The protege concentrates on pleasing the mentor. In every relationship, whether a man or a woman has either the warrior, the one that's always combative or fighting, or royalty living within them at any given moment. So remember, in a relationship, in every relationship, you can either be the warrior that always want to fight, combative, why, 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 and never get nowhere, or you can be the one that has royalty inside of them and then be graceful about things, be respectful about things, make sure you handle things with integrity, make sure you have those non-negotiables in your relationship. Don't let people, it's okay if people use you, but not misuse you. Because using the gifts of who you are, that's what you sign up for. But you're not signing up for somebody to 
misuse you. Number nine, a desire to give. What you make happen for others, oh, somebody need to write this on a little sticky note, put it on your windows mirror, put it on your screensaver. This is, this is for you. Desire to give. What you make happen for others, God will make happen for you. Understand this, ladies and gentlemen, whatever you make happen for anybody in a relationship, sometimes you don't even have to worry about if they're going to make something happen for you. Whether it be you believe in God, whether you believe in the universe, God will make it happen for you. Trust me when I tell you this. A prodigal asks, what can I get out of a relationship? The protege asks, what can I contribute to this relationship? My goodness. To what is a mentor getting out of this relationship for being with me? That's what the protege say. My question is, what are people asking, what kind? What are they getting from you out of being in relationship with you? Ask yourself about your relationships. What are you getting from other people that are a benefit to you for being in relationship? These are quest simple questions that we all can ask each other, that we should ask each other uh, daily as evaluating our relationships. Question, what does God get out of this relationship with you? And the last one, number 10, the value you place is value. The value you place upon any relationship is immediately revealed by the price you're willing to pay for it. Uh-oh, the value you place upon any relationship is immediately revealed by the price you're willing to pay for it. What are you willing to do to maintain successful relationships? What are you willing to do to stay connected to the great? What are you willing to do is the question. Here's your reasons why you want to access the great. And then we're going to close. One, faithfulness. It says, he who ceases to remain faithful proves he truly never was. So in faithfulness or being faithful, once you stop being faithful, which faithfulness is consistency, once you stop, it's saying basically you never were anyway. Next thing, kindness. Understand this to staying connected. Why you want to stay connected to the great? Not only faithfulness, but kindness. The magnetism of kindness lingers long after the memory of beauty are faded away. Let me say that again. The magnetism of kindness lingers long after the memory of beauty has faded away. Look, when you're kind to somebody, when we show acts of kindness, look, kindness goes a long way. People always remember when you're kind. Faithfulness, kindness. Next thing, loyalty. Loyalty is never as beautiful as the day betrayal rears its ugly head. Loyalty is unwavering commitment to another. Remember this, longevity is the commitment of the protege. Philosophers declare loyalty is the queen of all virtues. Next one, protection. Love is confirmed by the willingness to protect those around you. Let me say that again, protection. Love is confirmed by the willingness to protect those around you. The prodigal believes a mentor should protect him. A protege believes he or she should protect the mentor. Remember, I talked about earlier, protecting the reputation of the mentor, the one that brought me in. I got to protect that relationship. I got to protect what people think about me because that's really protecting him and her. Next thing, humility. It is important 
to recognize who you are, but it's more important to acknowledge who you are not. Be truthful to you, with yourself. Man, everybody's not a, always a bag of chips, all that in a bag of chips. Understand, remain humble, even as you grow, even if you know your skills is out of this world, remain humble. Next thing, discretion. The person of discretion understands that future consequences are the result of present actions. To be careful about what one says or does, or the ability to keep silent, regulated by the person's own choices. Ladies and gentlemen, what are your thoughts? I just gave you uh, two principles. Uh, we went over the not only the non-negotiables, but we also went on access or staying connected to the great. We also went over 10 things that you can do. We also went over six things of why. Now, what would change right now based on our conversation about all of your relationship, just listening to only two principles right now? You can answer that question or give your thoughts in my comment section on this is the day Facebook page or answer it on my Facebook, Instagram or Twitter at Real Pastor Wade. That's W-A-I-D. And make sure you put this is the day hashtag. Remember also to post any subject titles you would like discuss on this is the day Facebook page. Ladies and gentlemen, I pray you enjoyed our time together as much as I did. Thank you for tuning in to episode 104. The 10 Principles for Successful Relationships. New episodes will re release every Thursday. A special thanks to Kevin Clayton, I Am Music Group, for producing this show. Erica Duff for the artwork. The Flow Therapy Morning Show with Coco B and Frank Nitty on the Uncommon Gospel Network. Alex Teamer, a.k.a. A-Team, for the baseline. And my pastor, one of my mentors, Pastor Warren Campbell and Lena Bird Miles for This Is The Day intro. And remember to subscribe to This Is The Day on whatever podcast platform you use. You can also follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Real Pastor Wade. Wade is spelled W-A-I-D. Remember to post any subject titles uh, you would like discuss on This Is The Day Facebook page. Always remember, God believes in you and so do I. Till next time, this is the day. This is always the day for breakthrough, victory, redemption. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to subscribe to This Is The Day with Pastor Wade on any podcast platform that you use. You can interact with Pastor Wade with questions, comments, or subject titles you would like discussed. You can follow Pastor Wade at Real Pastor Wade, that is Real Pastor W-A-I-D, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.